and supportive, and she loved her husband deeply. The doorbell rang. What now? Susie pushed herself out of her chair and went to answer it. Maddie, how nice! She lied when she saw who the caller was. She liked Maddie, she really did, but Susie didn't feel like receiving visitors. It was hard enough holding herself together in front of her family, without having to put on an act for her neighbours, too. Susie, I've heard the news, and I want to tell you how shocked I am. Susie raised her eyebrows. I dare say I was more shocked. God, yes, of course you were. I didn't mean... Maddie ground to a halt. I just want you to know that Seb and I think the whole thing is appallingly unfair, and if there's anything we can do... Susie held the door wide to allow Maddie to step inside. Maddie, much as I appreciate your support, I don't think there's much you can do. No, well, but you know what I mean. I do, but let's be brutally honest here. I bet it's tempered by a large dose of thank God it's them, not us. Susie, of course I didn't think that. Maddie held her friend's gaze for a second or two before dropping her eyes. Well, it never crossed my mind that the redundancies would include any officers from here, and it was awful when I found out that it did and that you and Mike were the casualties. Susie led the way into the sitting room. Hi, Mike, said Maddie. I just came to say how sorry I am about the news. Tea? offered Susie. Maddie nodded. But only if you and Mike are having one. Susie went into the kitchen. Have a seat, said Mike. Maddie perched on a nearby chair. Thanks for coming round, said Mike. Susie and I are feeling a bit bereft at the moment, as you might imagine. Being told you're being made redundant is a bit like being told you've got a terminal illness. People don't know what to say, so they ignore you rather than risk saying the wrong thing, which is daft. As far as I can see, the only wrong thing you might be able to say is hooray and good riddance. Maddie grinned. No one would say that. I think Jack Rayner had to hold back. Yeah, but that's Rayner for you, isn't it? Said Maddie. Indeed. Seb's gutted. I suppose he doesn't fancy getting used to a new boss. No, he likes you and the way you do things. Besides... He's worried it might be Craig. No way. He's already overpromoted, in my opinion. Maddie nodded. And I'll miss having Susie as a neighbour. We're not going just yet. No, I know, but all the same. Thank you. It's appreciated. Susie and I were thinking we might try and stay in the area. At least if we do that, we can still see our old muckers from time to time. Susie reappeared with a tray of mugs. And house prices aren't completely ridiculous around here. Although the job prospects might be a bit iffy, said Mike. Still, I could easily commute to a bigger town, Salisbury or Trowbridge or somewhere. But you'll find something, said Maddie, accepting a mug from Susie. Yes, said Mike. Of course I will. But his words showed far more confidence than his tone of voice suggested. After the hiatus of the news of the redundancies, life at one heart settled down for the ensuing weeks. 
Speculation as to who would fill the vacancies ground to a halt, and, for those officers and men not directly affected, the news receded into the background. In fact, for the vast majority of the one heart soldiers who subscribed to an I'm all right Jack mentality, the whole business was largely forgotten. However, this was not the case in the Collins' household, where matters were getting increasingly tense. Mike had been on a course run by a recruiting agency designed to teach the redundant officers the best way to present their CVs, how to market themselves, how to write really excellent letters when applying for jobs, and how to conduct themselves in interviews. It was, Mike had told Susie on his return, mostly basic common sense, but it had been useful all the same. Armed with his new skills and fired with enthusiasm, Mike had scoured the appointment sections of the quality papers and fired off loads of...